Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Uh, Mademoiselle, uh, uh, Donna Marcy will play. Oh, I tell you, it's impossible. It's just impossible to make a telephone call in Paris. Uh, uh, hello, hello. Now, why don't you speak English? The operator understands it. I don't want to speak English. I'm in France. I want to speak French. Dog. Hello, hello. Uh, oh, ma- Mademoiselle, yes, please. Donnez moi Anjou Bentner Trump tweet. I wonder what happened to Aunt Effie. She was going down to ask for the mail. I'm so yes. worried about that letter. Aunt Effie? Yes, dear? Well, oh, was there any mail? Oh, I haven't gone down for it yet. <gasps> Hello. You said you were going. I am, I am. But I want to ask for it in French, and I'm looking up another booklet here. I'm looking at Effie's right now. It's in France. Speak French. Uh-huh. I'm so worried about that letter I should have gotten. What letter? Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. Oh, Anjou 29, 28. Really? What letter, he says, and I've been fussing about it for a week. Oh, here it is. The letter? Oh, you mean the mouth? No, no. Uh, how to say, is there any mail for me? Hello, hello. Yes, Qu'il y a de courrier pour moi. And Effie, oh, ever since I said bonjour to the head waiter yesterday, and he oui. said bonjour back to me, it's just gone to my head. I feel I speak French. Yeah, look, are you going down? I'm going, no, I'm going. I'm going. going. Oh, honestly, if that letter hadn't arrived by today, I don't know what I'll do. It doesn't take long for letters to cross the sea. Once it took months. Not too long ago, it was weeks. Now, you can send a letter abroad and receive an answer in a day or so. With this swift flight of mail can also flow increasing understanding between people overseas and ourselves. Perhaps you don't know anyone abroad personally. Well, that doesn't matter, because there's a way to get acquainted. A volunteer group called Letters Abroad gets requests from thousands of men and women all over the free world who are eager to correspond with Americans. If you'd like to exchange thoughts with someone abroad, establish a friendly two-way exchange of information about how things really are here and there, send your name, some information about yourself, and a self-addressed envelope to 
Letters Abroad, 45 East 65th Street, New York 21, New York. That's Letters Abroad, 45 East 65th Street, New York 21, New York. Where Gordon be? He's not at the office. He's not at home. Well, I don't know, dear. At the moment, I can't worry about Gordon Bates. He hasn't gotten in touch with me all weekend. And Effie? Yes? <laughs> oh, it was such fun. I said to him, Esther killed the courier pour moi, and he understood me. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, fine, but I mean, what, what he your... said to me, no, madame. Il n'y a pas de courrier. Isn't that wonderful? Goodness, I just wonderful. So... You mean there was no mail for any of us? No, no, not a thing. Oh, well, considering the mess, I mean, you think Gordon would have gotten in touch with oh, me, wouldn't you? Oh, at the moment, I mean... dear, we have more important things to worry about. What is more important than my being challenged to a duel? <laughs> Look, I can't think about that now. Maybe the Count's changed his mind and called it off. I don't know. Anyhow. Yeah, well, I would oh. sort of like to know. Well, I can't worry about that now, dear. We've got Betsy to think about. Betsy? What about yeah, Betsy? Yeah. By the way, where is she? Downstairs playing in the hotel courtyard with that little English girl. Oh, oh well, she's all right. I know she's she all right. She right, right but... out the window keep an eye on her. It mm-hmm. isn't that. It's about school. Hmm? School? Betsy was supposed to start school the day after Labor Day, and I spoke to Miss Banks, the principal, before we left. I told her we might not be back in time. I said perhaps Betsy would be a week late starting. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when yeah. we were in, in England, a month instead of two weeks, now it's obvious we're going to be in Europe longer than six weeks all told. Yes, you know, so I don't know how our money's going to hold out. I wrote Miss Banks two weeks ago and asked if it was all right if Betsy returned to school a month late, and I haven't heard from her. I mean, if it isn't all right, I'll have to fly home with her. Oh. I don't want Betsy put back a grade or anything like that. Oh, no, no, I don't think they'd do that. Betsy had good marks last year. Well, if they did put her back, there's nothing we could do about it, and I can't understand Miss Banks not writing. Well, maybe she wrote to us in London after we left. But we left a forwarding address to Paris. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, look on the table there, mm-hmm. under all that stuff. Seems to me I brought up a letter last week, something about, yeah, something that said mm-hmm. Osborne School... <laughs> Huh? My, somebody is getting a dirty look. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, yeah, yeah, here it is. I just threw it down. I, I don't know, I thought it was a circular. Oh, here. Why would I be getting a circular from the school? Well, I don't know why. Seems to me we're always getting something about PTA meetings or hot lunches or something back home, which we couldn't do anything about anyhow, being in Europe. So why would that be forwarded to Paris and none of our other mail? <laughs> well, what did she say? Is it all right to keep Betsy here? Hmm? <laughs> oh, what a relief. Listen to this. Huh? Dear Mrs. Piper, Betsy's scholastic standing is such that entering her in the third grade a month late, I'm sure, will not be harmful. Well, there. However, I'm having her teacher forward the beginning work so that Betsy will not be far behind when she returns. Oh, that's good. We'll take an hour out each day to have school. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Listen to this. I feel that the educational value of such a trip is immeasurable. And upon Betsy's return, by submitting a written report of her travels, she will be graded accordingly. And it will be considered part of her schoolwork. Oh, well, now, by golly, I think that is certainly very fair of Miss Banks. Yes, but Betsy's hardly learned anything about Paris or France. I mean, between Aunt Effie being sick... You causing all that trouble with the Count last week. 
Here, Betsy's going to be graded on what she learned since she's hardly been anywhere. Look, Betsy dragged me to the top of the Eiffel Tower. She dragged me to the top of Notre Dame. And she... But she hasn't learned anything about French history, the French Revolution and all that. She's too young for all that. Well, Eight not. years old, well, and she won't get that until she's in high school, anyhow. I don't expect to remember details or dates. Here, here, I found the booklet. And here's a list of historic tours you could take. Betsy. Betsy should be exposed to the French Revolution, dear, and it'll come back to her years later. Here, here. Here's a day's trip to the famous royal palace of Versailles, where, among other things, uh-huh. the visitor will see the famous Hall of Mirrors, where the peace treaty was signed in 1919. Oh, there. Now, you see, things like that, I think they are very educated. That cool includes going to Malmaison, where... Napoleon lives. Oh. Maybe the next day we could take the tour to Fontainebleau, uh-huh. which has 2,000 rooms, including no. the one where Napoleon signed his oh, abdication. Yes, when I'm back, it's educational. And we have to take her to the Louvre. Betsy has to see the Venus de Milo and the Victory of Samothrace and, and the Mona Lisa, dear, and the, and the Gladiator. I mean, now that we're in France and going on down to Italy, Betsy must begin to really appreciate tapestries, paintings, Sculpture, you know. Well, uh, dear, uh-huh. do you think Betsy should see all those, well, naked statues? Oh, for Pete's sake. Well, she's bound to ask questions. Oh, she's not bound to ask questions at all. Look, if you don't mention it and make an issue of it, she won't think anything of it at all. Mm-hmm. She thinks when she gets to Italy, to Rome especially, there are thousands of naked statues all over the city. There are? Wow. Oh, and Effie. Well, it's ours. Well, honestly. Now, look, we've got to sit down and be more systematic about Betsy's education on this trip. We'll get a notebook, and she can write in it each day. Poor child with all our problems. She's just been ignored. Done nothing but skip rope and play with that little English girl down there all the time. Well, well she looks as if she's having a good time down there in the courtyard. You know, you know kids enjoy themselves just playing. Yes, but she used to learn something about French history. Now, yell at her and tell her to come up here, dear. Uh, tell her to come Betsy. on up in the elevator. Uh, Betsy! Yeah, Betsy, honey, Mommy wants you to come up to the room. Well, hey, Happy, we must buy more postcards mm-hmm. and take more pictures for uh, uh, Betsy's yeah. scrapbook, you well, know, too, so she can hang on. What's the matter, dear? What is it? I think she said she was busy playing Louis the Fifteenth and Madame Pompadour. Betsy! You come up here at once! <laughs> We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. When Fidel Castro was biding his time in a remote fastness in Cuba, only a network like the CBS radio network had the equipment and manpower to go in and bring out the background of his revolutionary movement. His own words on what was to come and how it would come about. When major news breaks anywhere in the world, only a network like CBS radio has correspondence on the scene or within short range. Only news like CBS News is global in scope and as up to the minute as a direct report from on the scene. That's why millions prefer CBS News on CBS Radio and its affiliated stations to every other reporting medium for speed or accuracy. Remember, when the story's big, only a news-gathering force like ours can scoop it up and send it slicing through space to your set, packaged for immediate delivery. Get it first and get it right. Make CBS News on CBS Radio your listening post on the world.
up, I see. Just sit down there. Daddy wants to talk to you. Now then, who's this little English girl you've been playing with the past week down here in the hotel courtyard? Oh, Daddy, you know Diana. She stays here with her grandmother, Dad. I don't know where her parents are. Uh-huh. And this um, Diana has been telling you stories? Oh, no, Daddy. It's her governess. She has a governess, and she tells the most wonderful stories. She's French. Well, French. Goodness knows what she's told these children. For one thing, she told us that this is the very hotel that Marie Antoinette, she was a queen, oh. was a big party for Lafayette when he came back from America. This hotel was? The one, the one we're staying at? Yes. Why well, didn't know that. Knows it looks old enough. Lafayette was a big hero, and he came over to America to help us fight our revolution. Wasn't that nice of him? Yeah. One day, Mademoiselle took us for a walk, just down the street about a block away, to a big church. And she showed us the bullet holes in front of the church when Napoleon and some soldiers fired on the mob of people who were mad at the king. You, you, you yes. mean that that's just a block down the street here? Yes. That was before Napoleon became king of France. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess we can stop worrying. Betsy seems to have learned more than we have on this trip. This governess seems to have... Yes, dear, good. but she's French, and they look at things differently than we do. I'd like to know what she told you about, uh, about Madame Pompadour, Betsy. Oh, nothing much. Just that she was very beautiful. Oh. She was the king's mistress. Don't you know what that means? Uh, well, I, I, do you? Oh, sure. Louis XVI didn't like to talk to his wife, so he had a favorite girlfriend he could talk to. Mademoiselle said everybody knew about it. She said it's history now. Yes. <clears throat> yes, and we, and we want you to learn historical things, but from now on, Mommy and Daddy and Aunt Effie will teach you, Look, darling. you take her to Fontainebleau yes. today, Versailles yes. tomorrow, yes. the Louvre on Wednesday. Yes. Just keep her busy. Boy, the fine thing if our school report is any of this... I this, know, this, dear, I know. From now on, I'll plan every day. And I thought she was just... <laughs> Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton and Francie Myers and is produced by Walter Hart. <laughs>